moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. The island of Crete is greeting you. <laughs> it's my last evening on the island and I thought I'll send you this magical energy I've been experiencing the last 10 days, how this island touched me and what it is helping many of us reawaken, remember, however you want to call it, but it is reconnecting us for sure to our cultural ancient wisdom, our creativity and being these aligned beings we are. So welcome everyone. I'm Mylene Elke, your host of the Moving to Oneness podcast. And I tell you, Crete is oneness for me. <laughs> tell you a few stories. Oh, wow. And even coming here really showed where I had to be, where my body needed to be moved. That's fantastic. And it's not just me. It is really moving my whole family and you may recognize yourself in these stories and these impressions I have. Do excuse the background noises, but they belong to this island. You hear the dogs barking, the chirping, <laughs> sitting on my terrace overlooking olive trees. And then because I'm in the eastern part on Crete, rather rugged and almost northeast came here to this area because of my husband. He's a ex-wind surfer, now wing foiler. <laughs> hurt himself badly when surfing, but the foiling he can do because it doesn't hurt his knees so much. And here you have this wind, I forgot its name, that comes from the north and goes northeast and right into this magical bay. There are not many people living here, and... The tourists that arrive here are one close to Palicastro are windsurfers from around the globe. As well, many locals. It's close to Sitia, and Sitia has ferries and an airport that's strongly connected to other Greek islands. And uh, Cyprus is the fifth largest island in the Mediterranean Sea. The southern part of Greece has been, wow, many different cultures. And I'll just jump to the point why it's so fascinating to me. The miners lived here and imprinted this island with their culture. And still the Cretans, many of them call themselves minors of this ancient culture that was so creative. German, I did the whole a video about it, the creativity, at the same time also the lightfulness. They knew who they were. They had running water, they had toilets, um, women rulers. There's so much more here. There are these beautiful caves where women gave natural birth into water. 
that touches me because if you've been listening a while, you know I gave birth to my son in water. The culture of the olives, I was telling you, I'm just looking at them now as the sun is setting. These orange, look a little bit like Texas, gray, beige, reddish tones, and then the blue sky. Yeah, if I go back to was here 35 years ago, there was even less tourists, many more sheep and goats. Not so many paved roads. There's still not many because this island has four areas of oh hillsides. I mean, they have snow. It's rather, even though this is very southern island, um, they do have snow because it's so high, 2,400 meters, if I recollect some of them. But there are also old volcanoes here, and the exposure of those rocks is fascinating. Because in different areas of the island, I have not seen all of it, but half of it, you see the beaches, for example, have different colors because the different rocks are exposed through the wind, the water, the sun, the ages. And going back to... Knossos, which I mentioned I was here 35 years ago, I wanted to show that my son and husband again. And also, you know, come back now a little bit more with that shamanic observation or feeling. But it was dissimilar. <laughs> I still felt the intelligence in a way. The beauty, the ability to see beauty in the world. Let's put it this way. There's not much left right? It was, wow, the Minoan came 6,700 before Christ. So you can see how old it is. And the palaces in Knossos have been destroyed through people, earthquakes, again, cultures that didn't understand what the Minos were bringing this extreme connection to the land, right? Also, that's why there are so many caves here, but also to the light beings, to the star nations, and they're still living it. They're not exposing it, but you can feel it. But this whole island has this calmness about it, the people, a friendliness, an acceptance. Oh, and the food is good, fresh, full of taste, and that's another thing they still pride themselves in a way about, is the ability to create produce or these olives. And that's so healthy for us, right? Fresh-picked produce and the importance of olive oil, eating olives. Maybe some don't like it because it's a little bitter. But even here and there, do taste one. <laughs> and eat one, connect Maybe find a creature. They have really small olives here. Very tasteful. Now, yeah, so, and I could feel in Knossos, even though full with tourists, but why? Because it's drawing in people so it can, the land, the exposed stones, they reignite us. They kindle, uh, ignite what is kindling within us. So there are tourists that are really interested in ancientness. How was it before? What do we don't know in our history books? What's not being told? What vegetation was there? Even though it's called the King's Palace, 
we know it was a machiat, right? That was a real with the women were ruling, but whoever found him came out of a period where mainly men were ruling the world and interpreted everything. If you think about it, it had a, a fourteen hundred uh, rooms per palace, uh, three thousand years before Christ. I think Versailles doesn't even have those, and they didn't have toilets in Versailles. They all, Maya, had long robes, <laughs> and they had bathtubs here, and the cleanliness. They, you know, in the Middle Ages, the cleanliness in Europe did disappear, uh, was frowned on by rulers. Nah. Yeah, so when we were walking through this, there was a lot of gypsum stone still lying around, or you could see it and feel it, so very bright light. And the room where, I'm going to say ruler, I think it's in English ruler, it doesn't matter if it's a woman or a man, sat on a wooden chair in the room, uh, was open to all sides for the wind to come through, right, to connect to the wind, but they had a painting, a fresco on the walls, an animal being looking at the ruler, both sides and on the other side of the wall. And listen to this. You know me, I'm a spiral girl, so I'm giving it away. It was a peacock top and a bottom of a feline, looking more like a cheetah, puma, hard to distinguish. I have to do some more research what kind of animal it is. But what was the most important thing? It was lying underground, really connected to the earth, yeah, symbolizing this, expressing this. The peacock looked up straight into the sky, its beautiful feathers on the head, knowing who it is. And in the center, so where the neck turned into the feline, there was a huge circle of energy base spiraling from the earth and blue spiraling down from the skies and coming together in the center of these being. And that's what's being exposed out into the world. That's what I speak about. And you know that. The connectivity we live from above, connectivity that we live from below and pull up or pull down and how it intertwines comes together in a spiral within you and gives you your expression, right? Otherwise, you would be standing like a pancake on this earth. The gravity of the earth would be too strong. So why do we stand up straight and are able to express our ideas? And now is the time for us again to express who we are, express who you are, express who I am. Why are we on this earth right now? And why is Crete becoming so important again? Many uh, spiritual people moved down here. In the 70s, I was down at Malta. No, I wasn't here in the 70s, but I was uh, last week when I arrived in Iraklion. We drove down to a friend of mine in Alia Galina and did take a, a trip down there, even though it was rather touristy place, but a place to see. There were stones, again, with caves in it, were used in the older times as a burial caves. But before that, people lived in there, right? And 
even just think about it, how important this culture of knowing here, also there was civilization that was very connected to light beings, understood the existence. And uh, the hippies came from all over, even the US in the 70s. And they also wanted that uh, if I recollect, I really have to get home and do some research. But the internet is not so good sometimes here. And I do want to feel more the sense of the land. I do the research at home. But also they wanted to treasure what was there. So, you know, this is not the only place, culture, where we can sense the creative ways of ancient times. Before right, the Romans or many conquerors that destroyed language, that destroyed communities. You can feel your community. You go out and see all generations, even at the speech where we were, right? You have a, well, these athletes, but you have babies there, their mothers feeding their children. And when the child sleeps, maybe they jump onto the water, right? And, and do their sport. And they come with many generations. And I love that, to see that more and more again. If you go to the town center, everyone is hanging out there, the children, the elderly, and they talk with each other. It's not so separated. And in between everyone, right? The business people, um, the tourists, and always a smile, a welcome, a calimera in the morning, calispera at night right? Evening, sorry. Yeah, so this is really what I would love to send you. And maybe also, what did it do for me or still doing it? It's the water, it's giving me lightness. Every time I go into the water, my body feels really light. Like it takes out the burden of change. <laughs> The sun, the colors, these are my colors, the ones I told you about. I remember also when I drove through Texas, I really enjoyed these colors. It's a big bed. Ah, and you won't know. As I'm speaking now, it's getting a little darker, and there is the almost full moon. Full moon tomorrow, recording this on a Tuesday, the 29th, uh, is the full moon, the last full moon in August. And this moon is looking at us right now. I'm sending you this moon energy and also this moon energy that I'm working on so hard to reconnect again myself with, uh, to people, to women, so we can have again balance and harmony on this earth to give us females also more of our oomph, our wisdom back, our sovereignty. What better place than here? So... I do know I will be back. And even for my son, he enjoyed it. Just chilling. He, no, we were one, three days in an area because of my son. I thought he needed some highlights. He's a you know teenager and loves to play golf. There's a beautiful golf course here adapted to the plateau, to the topography. Anyway, all those Villages are so in tune with topography. Where I'm now in this apartment, surrounded by nature, or oh, it's like a little house, 
tiny, but it's faced with a closed wall to the northeast where this wind comes from. And if I'm looking now over the fields and the little forest back there to the village, it's the same way, right? They look, how are the winds? And for hundreds and thousands and thousands of years, they're really in tune with what existing here, happening here. Oh, this moon is so beautiful. Because it's like starting to glow as I'm talking more and more to you. I have to send pictures. I will put them in the Moving to Oneness Facebook group. You can see that. But you know, often I try to photograph. I don't have a big camera with me. But it is hard. And it, I think it gets harder each year, maybe because our awareness is changing and your awareness too, you may feel that, is how we are becoming part with nature, how we are taking it in. And that's, I think, why we can't photograph it so well anymore. It takes away of the intensity. Oh, I could talk for hours with you about this place. I will come back, as I said. But in the meantime, what did you get from these energies, this calmness, these tones, this wise wisdom, the sounds, I don't know how many sounds you are getting. I won't filter out too much. And now have you noticed in your life that you're seeking what was before? What have we not learned? What was not written in our history books? What do we have to go out and search and become our own scientists in a way? Uh, a forscher. What was Indiana Jones? He was looking for these treasures, right? What, what are our treasures? Wherever you live. I mean, you are all around the world. What's there for you? Do we need to write about it? Do we need to paint it? Do we need to share it with the world? Yes, I would say so too. Because it makes me think what is in Germany, right? Where are old traditions? The creativity, it, had be, it has been with forces stumped down, pushed down. But it was only being pushed down. But the earth kept it and it's coming back out. As We're finding caves all over Europe information in it. In Brazil, right, the crystals coming are out the, out of the ground. You cannot hold things back anymore. It's drawing the right people to the right places. So where have you been drawn to? Your body moved to experience. Who have you been meeting in the recent time? Where do you have a strong pool to go to? Go, go, go and share it with all of us. Experience it and become the emanator, the light being that soaks up the information and radiates it out into the world. Bundi all in the whole chinta. Tom, bitting,
Don't dinga dinga. I bet you do. The energy is coming through. Be more of who you are. Take the time to really feel experiences, the places you are living in, going to, are exploring. Oh, and now the moon is turning lightly orange. The color, it's the going gray, the landscape here. The orange tones are now on the moon. So everyone, greetings from Crete. I'm Mylene, your host, and be the beautiful being you are and move into your oneness with all of us more and more and really know how you're a part of everything existing. Bye-bye.